0: So we are here with Nia Sanchez, and we are sitting in, what's this place called?
1: Milk Jar Cookies.
0: Milk Jar Cookies. And we're eating... My mouth is
1: full of a cookie right now, your, sorry. Your <laughs> mouth is full of
0: cookies. And I'm eating a uh, what looks like an oatmeal chocolate chip cookie, and you are eating... Cinnamon sugar. Cinnamon sugar cookie. Wonderful. Classic. That's your style. Mm-hmm. You're not like a chocolate chip person or a...
1: Um, no. I mean, chocolate chip is good, but cinnamon you, sugar, snickerdoodle, that What if kind it didn't have
0: cinnamon in it? I mean, if it was just a sugar cookie, I always look at sugar cookies and I always, always go, who, who would do that? I love them. Just sugar cookies. Yeah, wow. So good. So I good. I want stuff in it. Like I want the ones that have Snicker bars boiled into them. Yeah. And, I know? like
1: it simple. It's fun to have stuff in it too, but okay, simple. Just clean. You're mm-hmm. a purist. Yes. Okay. I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, Nia, you have like a lot of really cool things and I want to go through a few things together okay. with our listeners and so they can kind of get to know who you are. But uh, probably the most notable and most recent thing that sort of put you on the map, so to speak, mm-hmm. in a lot of people's eyes, is that you won Miss USA 2000 and 14. 14. Yes,
1: 14, 15 was my year.
0: So you spent 2015 as Miss USA? Yes. And how was that?
1: It was amazing. Um, definitely life changing. When you win Miss USA, they pick you up from the city that you won in and move you to New York City. It was my first time in New York City on my first day as Miss USA, and it was absolutely amazing. It's awesome. It's a crazy year. Do they
0: put you in like this tiny little, like, small apartment like everybody has in New York City. Right, have,
1: all of my friends in New York have these itsy-bitsy little shoebox apartments. Yeah, right. You live in a three-bedroom, three-bath apartment. Wow. Um, Alone? No, you have, you live with Miss Universe and an apartment manager, and you overlook okay. Central Park. You can see Central Park wow. from the apartment. It's That's amazing. Insane.
0: Do you miss that now? I mean, you have a great place now.
1: Uh, yeah, I have a good place now. Um, I do miss New York all the time, though. You
0: do, okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you miss being Miss USA?
1: Cool. Uh, yes and no. I loved um, that. I actually was the kind of person that loved when someone would schedule for you your whole day, your week. Yeah. It's just easy. You don't have to plan anything out. You don't have to think in advance. It's all done for you. But um, the, the lifestyle is crazy. I would be on an airplane every single week in a new city, um, always moving, always traveling. So it's exhausting. Oh, As yeah. an
0: outsider, I uh-huh. confess. And I warned you that I would ask you things like this. Uh, To me, the pageant world seems like a really dysfunctional, twisted way of telling girls that they are only pretty on the outside. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. And I've got, I think, worse things about it. Like, my assessment of it, again, not as an insider. So Uh you're my insider. So Uh I'm hoping you can give me and others who would have that feeling. Like, I would hope to Jesus that my daughter would never want to be... In pageant world or see pageant stuff and go, oh, that's what my boobs should look like. Mm-hmm. That's what my abs should look like. Mm-hmm. That's how I should act or who I should be. Does that make sense? Yeah. So knowing you has mm-hmm. sort of ruined all of that for me because I just assumed that pageant world was like the most superficial, the most exhaustive, like external, right? just materialistic world possible where it was all just about how you look and nothing about who you are. Mm-hmm. And knowing you has ruined all of that because you're wonderful and kind and deep and spiritual. Thank and you. And so I, I come to this conversation confused. Okay. Because <laughs> I go, why, why is it, does that make sense? Like, yep. Don't you think that pageants, maybe I'll start with this question and then you can expand. Okay. Don't you think that pageants put in girls' minds that they should look a certain way because the winners always tend to have a certain style, body image, size, perfection in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. and do you think that's net positive to the world do you think that's good for young girls
1: okay so there's so many facets of pageants there are the pageants that I am not a fan of of those toddlers and tiaras kind of girls where at six and seven eight nine ten years old they are taught that they are only beautiful with A spray tan and fake teeth and hair extensions. They spray Um,
0: tan eight-year-olds? They
1: do. Oh, it's... So that's... Yeah. It's terrible. Um, My mom... I got modeling offers at... 14, 13, 14, 15 years old. My mom did not allow me to do that because she wanted me to know who I was before I was influenced by that type of world. Awesome. So I didn't start pageants until later Cheers because of that as well. She's your
0: mother. Yeah, that's Thank huge. goodness for
1: her. She's amazing. Right. But, so, I mean, there is a line where, do I think that young girls should enter pageants like that? No. Are there pageants out there? There's one I judged recently called NAMM, where you are not allowed to have makeup on your face up until the age of 13. Wow. But they have the competition starting at age, like, 3 and 4. Okay. So they teach these girls that it is not about how you look, but it is about your confidence, your presence, how well you speak. And these girls learn at a young age that they need to be well-spoken and able to interview proper, properly, all right. these life skills, and that it doesn't matter how much makeup they have on their face because they're not allowed to wear makeup. Wow. Um, I appreciate pageants like that. Most people don't know that pageants yeah, are totally. out there like that. Um, Nam is one of the biggest pageant organizations in the U.S., so it's huge. There's girls all over that do it. Um but jumping forward to people my age that you do have to kind of have a, a similar body type to what wins. Um, you have to you know how to do your hair right and your makeup right and right. all of that. Um, a lot of it is also interview, but I just would hope that girls that are entering would learn from examples like me that, yes, you can prepare physically, but it's so important to be prepared in all these other ways yeah, because right. it, it I mean let's be real like pageants can be kind of twisted with these girls if they try to get skinny in an unhealthy way if right, they totally. try to do you know so much plastic surgery because they feel they have to look like a certain way like I don't agree Are with you that. Are
0: allowed to have plastic surgery to enter? Yes. So you can have a fake jaw or fake nose or fake, fake boobs. Everything fake everything if you want yeah. Really and that's yeah. not a and, that, and does that happen a lot?
1: It does. It does. Um, thinking of even like the more recent title holders, like the current Miss USA, I know she doesn't have any plastic surgery. I haven't had any plastic surgery. The Miss Universe doesn't have any plastic surgery, okay. you know. Yeah. So it's I, I love that it seems that usually the, the good girl, the well-rounded girl does 90 percent of the time win. And I like okay. that. Cool. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Ask me more. Okay. Yeah. No. Keep I going. Think,
0: yeah. Totally. No. This. That's fantastic. <laughs> and I didn't know those organizations existed. Do you think even a thing like Miss Universe that sort of celebrates a singular body type? Mm-hmm. What do you think that communicates to girls whose our bodies are never going to look like that? I like. I watch an NBA basketball mm-hmm. game, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm never going to be able to do that. And my body and abs and shoulders and legs are never going to look like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm just going to enjoy it for the sport it is. Yeah. Or is it? Does it communicate something? I don't walk away from watching the Clippers and go, geez, I wish I was taller and buffer and all sorts of things. I just go, I freaking love DeAndre Jordan. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just what enters my mind, yeah. right? So uh, is, it, is, it that, is it that same thing? Is it sort of like, how, do, how should we think about it? Those of us who are just not sure what to think. Or I have these other thoughts where you'll go, this is gross. I'm, yeah. I don't want to put that in the minds of kids like my daughter. My daughter's may never have those body types. Mm-hmm. So I don't want them to be like, "Oh, this is the best in the world."
1: Right, right. Right? Yeah. Um, I think it's a is that
0: judge is that too judgmental? That's a good No, it's okay. a good
1: I think it could be a little bit of both. I I think it's should be more a sport, a competition that you appreciate for what it is. Um okay pageants do teach young women a lot of great life skills, but I understand what you're saying about the body type. Yeah, totally. Um, it teaches you how to be confident, interview, um, speak in front of big groups of people, and how to present yourself well. Uh, with the body type, there's there's been some people that have broken the mold, but Again, nobody at, like, a size 10 has won the Miss Universe pageant. The current Miss Universe is a little bit curvier and all natural everywhere, and that hasn't, not always the the case. There was a Miss Universe a few years ago that was 5'4 and 1, and typically there's, like, Amazons. They're 5'10, 5'11. They're super tall. So there's been a few that have broken the mold a little bit, but... I mean, it, it is what it is, and you can appreciate it for what it is, and yeah, not. Totally. Not everybody has to participate. It if pageants aren't, you know, your Design thing. Designed that way. Yeah. And and there's healthy ways to get towards that body type, but it's also knowing that that body type may be good for on stage, but it doesn't have to be your permanent body type. Yeah. Um. When I was preparing for Miss USA, which I feel like was the best shape of my life, I was lean, I was toned, but I was very healthy. I ate five meals a day. That my personal trainer, told me what to eat. I drank over a gallon of water a day and I worked out an hour and a half every day. Wow. Um, I treated it like it was my job to get in that shape because yeah. and I knew it was in that sense. Right? Yeah. Like and it was, it was, it was my job to prepare and, and get ready for that. Now being probably a little too open with you, I'm over 10 pounds heavier than when I was, when I competed mm-hmm. and I'm okay with that though, because I know that an onstage shape is not everybody's norm, is rarely everybody's norm. Um, You know, it's a competition, you train for it. And then hopefully people can let go of that and get back into real life and know that I don't have to be competition stage ready. There's no cameras on me at all times that are adding 10 pounds. Right, totally. So I can be normal. Um, And I I talked to girls about that. I posted something on Instagram the other day with a picture of me where I was doing a photo shoot in a bikini. And I, I know my angles. I know how to pose right. So I looked lean or, or fit in that photo. Oh, okay. But a photo one day apart from that where I was on a boogie board or um, a paddle board and the waves had pushed me in and I was leaning over and I was laughing. And there's a little bit of a pooch. And, you know, I, right. I wanted these girls to know Yes, I've been on stage and I won Miss USA super in shape, but I was also very disciplined for that. Now I'm in a point in my life where I eat what I want to eat, but I also work out and I try to stay healthier. Um, but don't think that all these people on Instagram or these pageant girls that you look up to are perfect all the time. Yeah, They're not. Right. You see this photo, like the one of me in a bikini. Well, I know my angles and I know how to pose properly, but you don't see this one because most people don't pose the photo where they look yeah. a little chunky or you because have a they're... Chin yeah, because you're looking down. People don't or, post those yeah, photos. So right. I wanted to post it side by side to say your idols and these people you look up to are not perfect all the time. So don't think that you have to be. Yeah, that's so, awesome you know nobody's perfect it might look that way on stage but they sure do have a really good spray tan they probably spray on tan on their abs they probably use some lotion to tighten up their legs a little bit more like there's so much that goes into it
0: yeah Yeah. it's amazing and I think what's important about that and I love that that perspective is it's sort of I'm going to put it in the same category in my mind as the CrossFit Games Uh like the CrossFit Games right now it's the CrossFit Open for all Mm -hmm. those CrossFitters listening and we're going to go to the CrossFit Games and I, my friend Rich, who's been on this podcast and a couple other ones, uh-huh. he actually won it four times in a row. Oh my god! And he's just like, a he's the fittest man on the planet. Yeah. So what's amazing about Rich is that he looks a certain way. And when, if I put my body next to Rich's, I go, well, I don't, I'm never going to look like that, except he was working out eight hours a day right. to win. Mm-hmm. That was his job. That is what he was doing. Right. So when I go to the CrossFit games and I see all these guys, I just go, oh, this is the, like, Nearly their entire life, whereas mm-hmm. I have two little kids and jobs right. and phone calls and lots. Does that yeah. make sense? Like a lot of things Absolutely. to it. So I think what's, what you've helped me understand is that so much of that is it's a place they were getting to. Or if I see it as a competition, a lot like the CrossFit games or like a basketball game where I go, it's not necessarily that that's the best thing in the universe. Saying mm-hmm. this is the most beautiful person in the universe and this is the body type we should all strive for. But it's saying, we set a competition that have certain parameters Mm -hmm. and certain images, and then you just try to get into that silhouette. Yeah. And then when you're done with that silhouette, you go back to... Normal. Normal, real-life stuff. Yeah. Even though you have the raw materials for that, you're Mm -hmm. beautiful and you're smart and you have that centered spirit, right? Mm -hmm. And then you kind of step into it. I think that's helpful for that the way, a good like way to describe
1: explain it. it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. That's how I explained it to my three-year-old. Yeah. Is it, this is just a competition about this certain thing. Mm-hmm. Now in that competition, the guy who runs that competition is an ran. interesting figure right now. Ran. Oh, yes. ran. Okay. He
1: sold it. Oh, he did. No longer part of it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: So Mr. Donald Trump, Ooh! talk to me a little <laughs> bit about DT. Did you have a lot of, did you interact with him at all? Like on the, in the process? Um,
1: I was Miss USA for one year. I probably saw him eight to like 10, 11 times or so. Okay, cool. Did he talk to you? Yeah, we had interactions. He, I always tell people because I'm not voting for him for president. People ask me all the time. I feel, I've said it enough. It's easy to, I'm not voting for Trump for president. (laughs) Got it. but as a you won't boss, get from I mean, he may tweet me if he hears this interview. Okay, yeah, he that's possible. He tweeted Paulina Vega, who was Miss Universe, and said that she didn't agree with his statements about Mexicans. And then he tweeted her at 4 a.m. from New Jersey City, calling her a hypocrite. I'm like, what are you doing tweeting a 22 year old? Like, wow. you're a grown man. Like, yeah. calm down. Um, you think it's
0: him, or you think it's his team? Huh? You think it's really him, or you think it's his team? No, oh, it's him. For I, sure. For sure. Oh, okay. Why
1: would a team. It, I, we could have conversations all day long. Why would anybody like think that through and be like, "Oh, I'm gonna tweet Paulina and call her"? Like, yeah, I think it's him being impulsive. Okay, got it. Anywho, Trump um, as a boss, he was a great boss. I always tell people that he he always made me feel oh, like
0: technically, yeah, he was your boss. He, he was my boss for Donald Trump. Yeah,
1: yeah. Wow. Um, he always made me feel valued as an employee, even though he didn't have to. Um, who, who am I compared to all these things that he runs, his businesses, sure. his real estate uh, companies? Like, who, who am I? Like, I'm just one girl of thousands that are underneath him. Um, I was in the newspaper in a parade one day, and he saw the newspaper and took the time to write on it and say, you're doing a great job as Miss USA. Thank you, Nia. Wow. And sign it and send that over to me. Um, Love the Miss Universe organization, and they made me feel appreciated too, but like that was special. To have him take time out of sure. his day, which he didn't have to, to do sure. that. Um, and he was always very, like, on top of stuff. He knows what's going on, I feel like, with everything underneath him. Uh, I had done an interview about a month after I won Miss USA, and they asked me, and it was a big interview for Fox Latin News, and they asked me, how's Mr. Trump? Have you spent any time with him? Do you see him? And I hadn't at the time. So, being playful, I said... I don't know, like someone should tell him that we need to have lunch together. I don't know why I haven't even seen he's supposed to be my boss. Like, why haven't right, I seen sure. him? Kind of like complaining but being playful um, within that time to when it aired a month and a half later, I had seen him four times at multiple events. Okay. So he came into the office after it aired and said, Oh, so you never see me, huh? Really? Uh, yeah. And you know, okay. he's on to, like, he sees people's interviews. He's sure. very on top of everything. And he was being playful and giving me a hard time. And he was like, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. But he's, he was a good boss. So I enjoyed interacting with him. Do I agree with, a lot of the ways he acts in interviews or things he says on stage. Sure. No, I'm actually highly offended by some of the things he says. Like how there was an interview recently, or not an interview, when he was on stage, and he was essentially saying it's okay to be violent towards anybody that doesn't agree with him. Did you see that?
0: No, I didn't see that one.
1: So, so annoying. I like,
0: have that app that blocks... The Trump things. From That's my, nice. I'm kidding. I don't. I would love that. No, there was a Kardashian. There was a Kardashian Ugh. blocker app, and then someone just came up with the, 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 the Trump app. We need you, it. You're, in that scenario, I believe you were Miss USA when he first made his statements that got Miss USA competition banned from ABC.
1: Um, I was at the end of my year. Yeah. But so you were the current, I was, you were the the reigning current Miss USA, Miss. who is also part Mexican.
0: You're part Mexican. Yes. Sanchez being your yes. last name. And what, what statement did he make? Do you remember the statement he made? That-
1: um, essentially, he said that, M- that Mexico is sending over their not good people. They're sending over rapists and murderers and drug dealers. Sure, sure. And he goes, oh, I'm sure some of them are great, but that's what they're mostly sending over. And um, to camp- come from a family of immigrants, my grandfather worked the fields. And from Arizona to California, wow. um, my Did he ever
0: rape or murder, or nope, rob anyone nope,
1: no, 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 okay. no, he joined the U S military and fought for our country in world war II, oh, which is okay. where he met my grandmother. And she is also an immigrant cause they got married and moved over to the U S. Wow. Um, so yeah, he's not a rapist or a murderer. He's served our country for over 30 years in the wow. military. So yeah, um, to come from a family of immigrants and hear someone say something like that. I was highly offended. I I mean, there
0: was probably some pressure, though, from the Miss USA organization to be like, hey, Nia, you can't say that you're pissed. You can't tweet about it. You can't, Right? I mean, you probably had a moment. Was there a meeting or something where they pulled you into the room and go, okay, we're going to have? Because I remember seeing you tweet or post or yeah. something like, I yeah. support Donald or something. And I just assumed a team was running it or you had some pressure to be like, we need, still need you to stay positive because he's still your boss.
1: Well, there were, what it was, was there was a point where they really weren't allowed to say anything. Um, hmm. He had pretty much said, wait till the dust settles, don't say anything, which was weird to me. Um, I was offended by it. I wanted to tell people, like, what I was most offended by was the fact that all of the, the TV airing was being pulled out, that NBC was pulling out, that the sponsors were pulling out, and it was affecting all these girls that have worked, like me, for five years or some for their whole lives to compete for Miss USA, and it was affecting these girls that had absolutely nothing to do with Trump. He did not really make a lot of money from the Miss Universe organization, so people pulling out to say screw you, Trump, like yeah, right. that wasn't going to affect it was him. Only he doesn't care. It's hurting other people. It's, it's hurting other people. Yeah. yeah. So that was my main issue. And I eventually, after the dust settled a little bit before I gave up my title, did a video explaining that I said, no, I don't agree with what Trump says. I it was offended by it. But my biggest issue is that all these girls are being punished for something that he said, right. but it's not actually punishing him. It's not affecting him whatsoever. So I did say something. I just had to wait a little bit to say it. You had to take a breather. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Was there what they were telling you? I mean, did you were you comfortable enough with him that you could pop in and be like, "Hey, Donnie, (laughs) my grandfather served in the military for 30 years. Does that mean was that not Um, an option?
1: I mean, that was never an option. He was. I mean, he was on the speakerphone a lot, and people were having meetings, and he was calling in to like the head people in of the office. And I remember trying to like put my ear to the door and listen, like what are they talking about? But it wasn't really any ever opportunity okay. for me to to Push talk back. to him. Yeah, yeah,
0: for sure, that's awesome. Well, yeah. how exciting that you got to work for Donald Trump somewhere. Yeah, the, yeah. The, do you think he's going to be president?
1: I sure hope not. What the heck would we do? Yeah, right. Like he
0: build a wall. Apparently, I mean, from I mean, what I understand.
1: I feel like nobody would like. I mean, people already have issues with America. Sure. I feel like nobody would like us. It, he's just—he doesn't back down. He doesn't apologize. He just goes full steam ahead, unapologetically. Which there are good points of that, but when you're offending people or like world leaders, and you're not trying to be even a little bit diplomatic, it just—I feel like I don't know. Yeah. He's—he's he's a hot mess. Could to be me.
0: trouble. Could be trouble. Oh. So what are you up to now?
1: Um. Right. You've
0: been miss miss. USA. Nia Sanchez Bucco. Right. Now. Yes. You traded in your crown for a ring and a husband and a yes. wonderful life. So now that you're Miss, Mrs. Bucco, what are you up to?
1: I have started an organization called Universal Confidence. It is workshops that we've done one here in the U.S. and then three in Australia. And then we're bringing it back to the U.S. in the next couple of months. And it's about creating confidence with the youth. but. Cool. I mean, I've literally, in our classes, we've had everyone from 11-year-olds to, like, their moms come, and we have 40- and 50-year-olds. Like, everybody kind of needs, has a need for building and creating confidence wow, within them. So, we have a lot of fun with it. We, we don't like to just sit down and talk at people the whole time. It's very right. interactive. We have questions. Um, we have physical like projects that they kind of do something that they can take home to remind them about the class we do walking we do self-defense I'm a black belt in taekwondo so I teach self-defense as well um, it covers everything though relationships resumes interview skills how to create confidence where confidence comes from it's it's a lot of fun and and we kind of have it focused towards just people in general not really pageant girls people think because I've done pageants right. it's for pageant girls not really it's, it's for for anyone and everyone
0: wow that's cool what's the mindset behind it how do you help a person develop universal confidence
1: um we take it and here, can
0: you give us like three things yeah if, if, um, if, if someone's listening and they're like okay i can't get to a workshop but i want universal confidence i want more confidence what would you tell them
1: uh well we tell people there's there's a couple things and i feel like i'm blanking now because i'm on the point like on pressure right in front of you but Confidence comes from being prepared. We always talk about that. If you feel not confident about an interview or a test in school or talking to a boy or whatever right. it is, it's it's being prepared. So you do the research. You are fully knowledgeable about whatever you're going into ahead of time. Um, you create confidence by speaking affirmations to yourself. We tell girls this all day, every day. There's that, that mean girl voice in your mm. head. I'm sure boys have it too, but... It's like, it's a big thing for girls. So to to learn to quiet that mean girl and to change it around and speak positive affirmations to yourself. Um, we also tell girl. I feel like I'm saying um a lot. I'm a pageant girl. I should know not to say um. <laughs> I haven't heard
0: any ums. I'm not, okay. I'm not paying attention to any ums. Yeah,
1: we'll cut all those
0: out. We'll edit those out.
1: And so... Speaking positive affirmations, having a mantra. We tell girls, have a mantra. Mm -hmm. One thing that is motivating you towards whatever you're going towards, whether it's just your whole year, a mantra for 2016, a mantra for your preparation for this pageant, a mantra for your schooling, whatever it is. So we always, like, we each have ours on our phone. Um, and we tell girls put it on your phone or put it on your mirror when you wake up in the morning or your dashboard in your car. Put it somewhere you see it and have that mantra. And we also tell girls, Can you it's tell a- us your mantra?
0: What's your mantra?" My
1: my mantra is perhaps you were born for such a time as this. Esther 4:14. I've had it on my phone since before Miss Nevada, wow. and it would remind me in those moments where I would have that mean girl voice, that self-doubt, that. This is my moment. This is my purpose. I am here on purpose for a reason. Wow. Um, so that, that's my mantra, and it helps. And I, I haven't taken it off my phone in almost two years because ah, it's, it's, it's just so good for me. Um, and and everybody's a different that way
0: about big events like competitions, or do you feel that way in your marriage? Do you feel that way in your day to day? When you're getting a cookie, right? A sugar cookie. Was yes. Still <laughs> when you're getting a sugar cookie, do you have that same feeling? Like
1: I do, and it's that's why I have it on my phone so I can be reminded of it no matter what I'm in. If I'm going through a struggle, some type of adversity, something that I would naturally feel down about, okay. like I am there on purpose. There's a reason for it. I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to grow from it, and I'm going to get through it in a positive way. So. That's that's my mantra, no matter what the circumstances. If it's cool. day-to-day or if yeah. it's something huge, it, it still applies. Even though I'm done with pageants, it still applies to me. Um, and the last one, which a lot of people don't expect to hear from pageant girls, both myself and Miss Australia, we do this together, is it's okay to ask for help. Hmm. Um We, of course, tell girls, you know, if you're feeling self-conscious or something, you can ask your mom, like, mom, remind me, why am I important? Why do I have value? Like, and mothers are really good at that, or your best friend. But if you want to go and get professional help, that's okay, too. And um, it, there's nothing to be ashamed of, it's not something to be shy about. Um, I tell people all the time, as Miss USA, it's required that you go to a therapist, wow. because it's such a tough year, that they require you to go at least once or twice during your year, and if you want, it's open for you to go as many times as you want. Wow. Um, because as Miss USA, they pick you up, they move you to a New City, you have no friends, yeah, you don't know right. anybody, you're working on yep. someone else's schedule. It's just, it's a tough and year. they need
0: you psychologically sound They need you to be good.
1: The, the so um, we tell girls too, if you're going through depression or you just need someone to talk to and you don't feel like you have anybody in your life, know that it's okay to go to a therapist. Both Tegan and I have been to one. And, and I feel like when they hear it from someone that they look up to, they don't feel like it's something to be like ashamed of yeah, right. anymore. So we tell wow, them that as amazing. well. that's
0: amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, is there one coming to Los Angeles? Where can people find information about this? Um,
1: we are working on our website right now, universalconfidence.com. Cool. But it's not up yet. We do have one coming to LA. We're aiming for the end of March, but that's kind of soon, and we would still have to get Tegan's ticket out, so it might be more April, Mayish. ish Okay. And um,
0: where can people find you on Instagram, Twitter?
1: Instagram is Real Nia Sanchez, and same for Twitter, Periscope, Snapchat everything nice real nia sanchez keeping it, it simple real nia sanchez yep. amazing yep. amazing and that's where i'll be posting about universal confidence until we have a website up
0: okay cool yeah so last couple questions yeah i have a three-year-old daughter and a one5 year old daughter
1: cutest kids in the whole world
0: what, they're so beautiful aren't they <laughs> what should i know about them as i'm raising daughters mm. as an awesome young lady who turned out so flipping amazing and you're like a black belt and a miss whatever and you have a universal confidence, and you're wonderful, and you have a healthy marriage, and you're just an incredible person. Mm-hmm. How do I, how do I do that right? I the, mean, the dad game.
1: You're an amazing person, and the fact that you already at such a young age are such a big part of their life and are there for them and all of that, I feel like they would never have um, any issues. I, and I guess just to teach them that no matter their circumstances to choose joy in every moment. That's something that's really important. I, thank goodness for my mom, learned that from my mom, but I grew up with my parents' divorced. at a point. I was living in a women's shelter with my mom. Um, wow. My dad wasn't always, like, super, super affectionate or loving. Like, if I was sad about not having friends, he would say, well, I never had friends, so you don't need friends. Like, that was his advice Ooh. for me. So, um, you know, I was lucky to have my faith and to have my mom to teach me that, your circumstances don't have to decide your mood and, or they don't even affect the outcome of your life. Like you affect the outcome of your life. You choose who you want to be and you can create that. Um, So I have no idea how it turned out. So (laughs) all right, (laughs) but I did. And it's just, I think it was knowing that, knowing that you get to choose joy and you get to choose the outcome. You don't let your circumstances affect who you're going to be.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. What do you think is the most important thing for young girls growing up in America? To know about themselves, um,
1: that they are beautiful, with they are beautiful with who they are. Like they don't need to try to be somebody else. Mm-hmm. They don't need to compare themselves to these girls on Instagram or whatever the next social media phase is going to be. Yep. And that they were made on purpose and they were made for a reason. And they all have a reason and purpose in life. And to search for that and try to be the best, you know, whoever they are, that they that they can be, instead of trying to be like someone else that they look up to. They need yeah, to be right. the best of them. I have girls all the time tell me, "I want to be you. I aspire to be you." And and it like warms my heart and that's so sweet. But I want to tell them, "You you are made on purpose. You are made for a reason yep. and you have your own special destiny. So figure that out so you can pursue that with all your heart." Yeah. So.
0: That's beautiful. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Where did your spiritual journey start?
1: Started when I was 12 years old. Um, my parents got divorced when I was six. So before then, zero to six years old, I went to church with them, but I was little, and you know, you just you're going to Sunday school and you don't really know what everything is at right, that time., right. um, but when I was twelve, I had a friend invite me to church. Thank the Lord for her because I have no idea where I would be if she didn't invite me. Um, and I just fell in love with God and and the communion, like the community and and all of that. Yeah. And so I was that teenager that, you know, My love, my dad with all my heart, but he wasn't like super emotional all the time. So I found that connection at church. So I was a teenager Mm -hmm. that was there on Sunday, first service, I would go to the adult service and second service, I would go to the youth and third service, I would volunteer with the children's ministry. I was just hanging out at church all the time, but it filled like filled something in my heart.
0: Wow. That's amazing. So it was a community that compelled you. Yeah, absolutely. That's beautiful. Yeah. And has your spiritual Spirituality and spiritual journey transformed throughout the years. How has that changed?
1: Yeah, I feel like it's it's been up and down in a roller coaster, and just at different points where I'm at in my life. And sometimes I'm not reading my Bible as much, and then I kind of feel almost like a little lost. Like I'm kind of wondering. I'm like, oh, I need to get rooted again. So get back into the Word. Um, but it's it's just grown and developed my like throughout the years. It's always changing.
0: Wow, cool. What what's what what's a time in your life where you felt far from God?
1: Um right after high school when I got back I, I moved to Germany mm-hmm. and um I got back from Germany and I was living in Washington and I tried to connect at a church, but I never really felt super connected up there to anyone mm-hmm. or any churches, so and it's kinda of stopped going to church. I didn't read my Bible as much and I was partying and it was just one of those stages where I was in a new place, and it was one of those things where you can be whoever you want to be. In my whole life, I had been the um, goody-two-shoes Christian girl, and I kind of was in this place where I was like, "Well, what if I'm not? Like, what if I go out and party? Like, and wanted to see what that was like." Um, but it wasn't fulfilling, and it wasn't happy. I wasn't happy. So even before I moved back to California, was a point where I actually had a friend tell me like, "When do you read your Bible? Where do you read your Bible? Like, do you have a time and a place?" And it that conversation with that friend really convicted my heart and I started getting back into the word and then I just it feels like a like weight off your shoulders for me when I'm like more centered in God mm, so at, cool. towards the end of living in Washington when I right before moving back to California really got back to it and I just I feel better on yeah, the inside that's
0: great. yeah what's a time in your life where you felt really close to God
1: hmm um right before Miss Nevada USA right before I okay. won Miss Nevada um is something that pops into my head at first, um, I just, I wanted to go into it. And before Nevada, USA, and Universe, but completely happy with who I was and, like, knowing my identity in Christ and what God says about me. And when I had that, it didn't really matter if I won or lost. Like, I did everything mm-hmm. to prepare for it. Mm-hmm. But if I lost, that didn't define me. It, my definition was in Christ. Right. So right. I felt really close to God in, in that moment. And I think it was because I was able to like really know who I was in that moment that's and that's great. carried through, but that's when it was like kind of the pinnacle and then it's, it's carried through. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah.
0: Cause you're being judged by all these people right? Mm-hmm. and people watching or right, people right. paying attention or whatever. So it would be so important to have that central. Okay. Last question would be um, for a lot of people, for a lot of people who would be like Danny. Mm -hmm. Right. Danny's wonderful. Your husband and Daniel's wonderful. He's handsome. He's buff. He's cool. He's a great guy. He just hasn't found love somewhere Mm -hmm. runs into you. And it was literally like, he's telling me, he's like, this is real. This is going to happen for all those guys out there who like for their Miss USA is out, is still out there. What were you looking for in a guy Mm -hmm. that, uh, Daniel hit the crosshairs of?
1: Well, I had really high standards. Um, So I feel like even when a guy is pursuing a woman, he needs to pursue a woman with high standards as well. Daniel and I always, when we talk to people about relationships, say, be the person that you want to meet. If you want to meet someone that's confident, that's driven, yeah, that right. has a purpose in their life, that has goals and ambitions, you need to do the same. You can't be living on your mama's couch and working at McDonald's and have no ambitions past that yeah, right. and hope to meet someone that's a lawyer and is going to school and doing all these things. Like you... you want to be the person you want to be. But um, it's important for a guy to be confident to... You don't have to be funny if that's not natural for you, but just be confident in who you are and to be a gentleman. I tell Daniel all the time, I would have not dated him if he was not the type of guy that wasn't going to open a door for me. Like He opens up my car door. He opens the door when we go into the restaurant. That's just him. And you know, that's, that's what I feel like a man should be, should be like a protector and someone that is there for you and supportive and positive, all those things.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Nia, thank you so much for being a part of this conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much. I can't wait for people to go to a universal confidence yes. event. I can't wait for my daughter to meet you and my daughter to learn Yay. from you and you can take her to coffee and tell her that she's wonderful Absolutely. and it's not just her dad who thinks so. <laughs> and you're awesome. So thanks thank so much. You. Appreciate it.